0: hello there and welcome to another episode of the jre review today i'm reviewing joe rogan's conversation with tim Poole on podcast 1242 tim Poole is a journalist uh he has a youtube channel where he does like news updates and things and and does a lot of videos all the time i think he said that he he does like multiple a day seven days a week the guy is obsessed with what he does and uh he is certainly a very smart guy he has a ton of information and in this podcast with joe you'll hear that he almost has too much information to keep up with uh it's it's very impressive kind of like you know his knowledge base for news and information it really is and it was a great conversation so let's start the review Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Review, where each week I review every single episode of the Joe Rogan Experience. What more do you want? So Tim uh, was quite, act- he's quite critical of Joe at the beginning of the episode, uh, and it was something that Joe discussed. Just that he didn't really like Rogan's conversation with Jack Dorsey. So once again, this is popping up, this conversation with the guy on twitter is just gone crazy and at first i thought look people calm down it's just a podcast but at the end of the day uh a lot of people online a lot of people in joe's community of kind of like social media people they really want to know what it takes to get people banned and i guess it's hard to talk to the right people about this so joe had a unique opportunity because of kind of his platform and how big his podcast is to talk to Jack and people just didn't feel like he grilled them. And and Tim was one of them. So this is fascinating and it's great that Joe again was able to recognize this and want to remedy it. Um, Tim makes a good case for this on this podcast. So if you're interested, this is definitely the type of podcast you want to listen to. He makes the case that people Look, people make a lot of money or some money or maybe this is their job creating content online, Um, possibly even, you know, having a Twitter account with a ton of followers. I mean, it's part of their brand and what they do. So in a sense, you could see it as somebody's job or a part of somebody's job, especially if you've got a lot of followers. But then you say a certain thing and all of a sudden you're banned. So what conversations can you get into? What dialogue can you start? What's controversial? What isn't? What gets you banned? What doesn't? Uh, There needs to be some specific guidelines drawn out. Or at least this is how a big group of those online users see it, right? Um, And and now through these podcasts and these conversations that I'm hearing more and more about, it's starting to make a lot more sense to me. And I know that if I was in that position to where, let's say, most of my career was dictated by what YouTube and Twitter deem acceptable behaviors, but, you know, I'd certainly want to know how this whole process of deplatforming was working, right? It makes sense. So Tim puts a good case forward for that, which I find... Uh, Very interesting. He said that Joe just really didn't push himself hard enough on that podcast with Jack. Joe was cool enough to kind of say, look, I blame myself in a lot of ways. I didn't prepare well enough. And he didn't realize what people were going to think about this so much. So the real question is why are people getting banned? You know, uh, Alex Jones, that Milo Ganopoulopoulos, whatever (laughs) that guy's name is. You know, people are getting banned. And it seems like there's a bit of a left-wing bias to this getting banned. Uh, I obviously prefer there to be neither a bias with anything. News, newspaper, uh, news channel, or even like social media stuff. But there's going to be one way or another to some degree, right? I mean, there just is. And, you know, how bad is it? So these guys try to point out over and over that, conservatives are getting banned more than liberal sides of things and that's kind of the dialogue and uh you know it seems concerning it just depends on how biased it is and and over time i guess we'll figure that out but some of these people especially uh look at alex jones or even uh, i don't really know what that milo guy did but alex jones especially he said some really offensive things i mean that's not so much partisan at all is like just disturbing so something needs to be done you know i mean that's what i think tim laid down an idea that i thought was quite interesting and uh it was kind of related to the pay gap and then like the tax situation for like income tax on the wealthy and uh it was just a kind of a a newer idea that i'd not really considered or saw the side of but he, he gave basically like the two arguments so You have uh, a more liberal argument when it comes to taxation. So, taxate the wealthy as much as you can and uh, let people that don't make as much money not get as taxed as much. So, it it kind of evens out uh, across the board, right? To some degree, though, the wealthy will always make more. But then there was the idea of even taxing over like 70% for the very wealthy. I mean, really bringing them down more. And to some idea, it's like uh, getting to the point, well, you know, what is the end game of that? How far does that go before that stops? And the idea kind of is that it's insisting that everyone make the same thing, the, the same amount. So it's obviously a spectrum. And this is like the worst, the very worst version of it. It's kind of like communist in thought. is is almost what he was laying out like the idea that everyone's going to make the exact same amount of money no matter what effort you put in then on the other end of the spectrum it's like okay well take the more republican less taxed viewpoint and that is saying we don't tax the people that make a lot more money more and you know that you've probably heard that that saying where if you make over like seventy five thousand a year you know any more money doesn't necessarily make you any happier, right? And it's kind of along the lines of like, that's a middle class. You know, you raise a family, it's middle class. You could, um, uh, you know, live a good life, go on vacation, those sorts of things with that much money. But anything over that, if you say made a 100 grand, you got $25,000 a year to invest. And Tim was saying that that, Extra money, that investment is what you can constantly always put away, therefore getting richer and richer and richer and eventually being able to live off just that money and not, in a sense, having to work. Like that's your retirement. So, the other end of the spectrum creates a system where a lot of people don't have to work at all and they have most of the money, right? So, th- there's like the two worst ends of that spectrum, and you've got to find somewhere in the middle for something that works for a society. I found that really fascinating I'd never really heard it in that way and uh, it was quite enlightening. Joe talks a little bit about w- problems with w- within this country issues that we have in poor areas like he said we're more than willing to nation build you know after wars and you know things like Syria or just like helping other countries with things. But at the same time and I don't think Joe is saying we shouldn't help over there but he's saying that's a lot of money why don't we pump that into the poor neighborhoods and poor areas to help them? Because what's the best way to make America great is less losers, right? And just that alone sounds like Donald Trump, which cracks me up. But yeah, it's to make less losers. And the best way to stop them being losers is to give them opportunities to, to succeed in, in tough areas and tough neighborhoods. You know, So they need money for that and they need help to get that done. And it's always like a dialogue that pops up in Joe. Uh, his conversation and podcast which i really appreciate you know i like the fact that he thinks about those sorts of things i mean let's be fair we know this guy has a lot of money and uh, it's easy just to think about all the next shit you're gonna buy when you're super rich but um uh, you know to take the time and think about people that struggle is is uh, is never a bad thing to do joe talks a little bit about keeping up with current events And how difficult it is. I think the reason he brought it up on this podcast, I would say, is because Tim was so full of knowledge. That Joe at times probably was like, shit, I didn't know that. But at the same time, he can't sit around, you know, 10 hours a day like Tim Camp, just looking at current events and news and politics and things that are happening. He has to kind of, you know, uh, outsource that in a way. And in fact, he kind of mentioned about Tim kind of you know teaching him or or tutoring him on on what's happening with current events and that's probably a smart move for joe and joe seems to do that it kind of outsources his knowledge to the experts and goes to them when he needs it that's a really good filtering system if you thought of like a computer working hard a smart computer is going to do that it's going to just go and get the information it needs when it needs it and like the exact answer now obviously he needs to trust these individuals that he goes to to know that they are gathering information in the right way but think of the people that Joe Rogan knows so many smart people he doesn't need to really specialize in any area he can just be like you know hey Tim what the hell's going on with this or hey Jordan Peterson what's happening here I um, yeah it's really cool um again they get back to twitter and and some of the problems with twitter one of the big ones is just how much hate is on there. i don't use twitter much i have before i don't know how negative the comments get i see it on youtube and they're kind of out of control for things like that but i don't know why these all these people bother maybe it's like night good therapy i've never tried talking a lot of shit online maybe it feels good i don't know but uh, it seems exhausting and it seems like it's going to spill over into your regular life and then you start being a negative asshole there too. But I don't know. I haven't tried it. Maybe I'll try it today. Um, but yeah, they, you have to kind of ignore those comments is what these guys are saying and, and just kind of work through the information. But then on top of that, these these slips you know, that people have, whether it be... A verbal slip like someone's reading the news or maybe even doing a podcast and they say something fucked up or it be one online you know like twitter or whatever social media that gets somebody banned again what is the road to redemption what is the path should there be like a a committee of people that analyze what happened and then decide whether someone's kind of guilty or innocent or whatever i mean it's it's the idea of giving people a chance and then uh one thing that really hit me home is tim's story at the end of the podcast uh listen to the conversation with joe to hear it all i mean i wouldn't want to you know i can't really do it justice but it, it was just about meeting a homeless man that had been down on his luck and then to follow up like once you know the story all i'll say about it is um you know sometimes you get an i i live in uh, in LA area near Santa Monica and there are a lot of homeless people there and it's easy to just look at them all and say well, you know, they're they're drug abusers or, or this and that or, you know, but you know, and to think, well, there's resources for them, they don't have to be out here and if you wanted to if they really wanted to get jobs, you could but you, these stories like this dialogue needs to constantly be evaluated because you don't know why someone is in that situation you don't know how these people get out there, and it's entirely possible that some of them have just had really awful luck and they've even worked to try and remedy it, and it's just tough to get out of there and I don't know. It's just a sad thing to think about. I didn't want to end the podcast on such a sad note, but it's a good part of their conversation. And it made me think so pay attention to it and see what you get out of it. But anyway, thanks a lot for listening, guys. I appreciate it. See you soon.